Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I just want to end with this. Yeah. There are no mistakes. There really aren't any. Because you have a supreme destiny. When you're in your little mind, in your little personality mind, where you're not centered, where you really don't know who you are, that you come from something greater and bigger, and that we really all are the same. When you don't know that, you get all flustered. You get stressed all the time, wanting something to be what it isn't. There's a supreme moment of destiny calling on your life. Your job is to feel that, to hear that, to know that. And sometimes when you're not listening, you get taken off track. You get in the wrong marriage, the wrong relationship, you take the wrong job. Yeah, but it's all leading to the same path. There are no wrong paths. There are none. There's no such thing as failure, really, because failure is just that thing trying to move you in another direction. Hello and welcome to Just Make the Thing. I'm Claire Tonti and that was the Queen herself, Oprah, talking about the fact that there are no mistakes. This is a podcast for people who want to start a thing and keep on making it called Just Make the Thing. Today I'm joined by Chanel Lucheb and we speak to Cleo Nikki Karama, a lawyer and baker, also known as Melbourne's Queen of Donuts. She is the woman behind the award-winning Italian donut brand, Holly Bombolina. And Holly Bombolina, you better go check out her Instagram. It is incredible. I wanted to behold of colour and joy and deliciousness. What struck me most about Cleo was her cheeky smile and the gleam in her eye when she talks about her side hustle, her delightful Bombolinas. It's clearly a labour of love stemming from the joy she finds in making and sharing and, of course, eating food with her friends and family. She carries with her generations of women, just like her grandmothers, who made and shared food with their own families and villages, bringing together people in love and tradition. Cleo has great advice for those out there trying to figure out their own side hustle and tips for small businesses to get off the ground, as well as general life advice about failure, about burnout, about how to perfect something. Making stuff is in the end about making, persisting, perfecting, hard work, but also love. Here she is, Cleo Karama. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming in, Cleo. Yeah, thanks, Thank Cleo. you for having me. I'm so excited. You are welcome, Cleo Karama. Yes. Is that correct? That is perfect. That's my name. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> now, you are a grandmate of Chanel, who is also here. Hello, Chanel. Hello. Hello, hey, Hello Chanel. Claire. Hello, Chanel. Just ask and now we have a third I know. It's really fun. <laughs> cool. So, we brought you in. Well, Chanel suggested you because yeah. you have an amazing story and you are someone who has a business as a side hustle, which yeah. has a really cool story behind it. But first, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. where you grew up and what your family is like. All right. I grew up in Melbourne, born and bred. I have one sister. My parents were born in Greece and they migrated when they were in their all at a young age and my dad in his mid-20s. So you're bilingual? I well, I like to say that I am. You can when, say you when are. I, that's fine. We'll believe you. I, I am, and then when I speak to my rallos in Greece, I'm like, oh my god, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, what part of Greece are they from? Um, my mom's from the north, so near Thessaloniki, um, and my dad is from Central Greece, and he grew up in Athens. So yeah, and I've been a couple of times, actually three times, and it's beautiful. It's really nice. It, it does feel a bit like home. Yeah, so I've got lots of rallos there, lots of rallos here. So yeah. It's great. So mm-hmm. I've got a bit of a nice culture behind everything. So, yeah. yeah. What's your favourite part of Greece? Oh, my favourite part of Greece. I mean, for a relaxing time, the islands, they're beautiful. The Aegean Islands are really nice. Mm-hmm. But I really like the village life. I think okay. I got it from my grandfather. So he's like 95 
and he just wants to live his life in his little village with his little cafe, drinking coffee, watching the views, and it's so peaceful and beautiful. And I got really nice memories of going when I was little, spending time with my grandparents and just getting to know where my parents grew up as kids. Like it's so different to the life we lead Mm, here and the life they lead. Like it's just completely separate from anything I know and it's beautiful. So I think I would actually go village life, green, beautiful village life over there. Very peaceful. It's so peaceful. And I like the coffee aspect. Me too. And I I like the food aspect, which is what I want to ask you about (laughs) next. So you run Holly Bombolina. I do. And I want to ask you where that began. But what do you love about food and cooking? For me, I love how it feels to cook. So for me, it's like a little bit of a getaway. It's... I can kind of be creative through it and I can it's chill time it's mm. like I can just be in my zone in the kitchen thinking about you know tastes and flavors and yeah it's just it's 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 a hobby and it's a relaxing hobby so it's, it's almost a little bit of meditation for me oh I yeah really can see that. yeah I really really enjoy it so how long have you been making donuts for before you started the business how yeah. long have you actually been baking and I had been baking for a while so all different things so I think that looking back I was thinking about it this morning Morning, I was thinking, I think the 90s was like cupcakes. Oh. The early, because that was really big. And I was it was. Yeah, really cupcakes was. were crazy. Red velvet in particular. Red velvet, yeah. Um, and then in the two, early 2000s, I think it was more like cakes and slices Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing um and then donuts came along about three years ago so I I think I was creating different things but I always had a little bit of an obsession with something Mm -hmm. it's like one simple recipe and turning it into all different kinds of flavors and and looks and feels and novelty stuff like with the cakes I remember making my friend this we used to call her T-Rach her name was Rach is her name's Rachna Mm -hmm. um and I made her this like T-Rex cake for her birthday and everyone's like can you make me a novelty cake for my birthday so I'd make cars (laughs) and all this stuff my friend's car broke down and I made her a car and then we like pretended that the the cake broke down as well (laughs) so we just had like fun with it um I never took it too seriously it was just something that I could do and share with friends and and yeah and that's where the donut thing came out Mm. of yeah well because it sort of sounds like village life doesn't it really because would village life be centered around food yeah it is it's centered around food and family and produce and growing and I remember when we when I first went to Greece and I and walked around in the cornfields with my grandma and we'd pick the corn and then we'd take it to the mill and it turned into flour and then come home and make bread and sit around and eat so there's kind of a process and the end point is sharing like the end point is love and sharing and family and happy times so it's like it's a bit of a cliche but it's actually you know you ask any chef at any restauranter and they'll say it's Sunday lunch with family that's probably their the best part of their week yeah um and it's the same for me it ended up being that donuts on a Sunday morning with my housemates and my sister and my parents was the thing that kind of inspired the whole thing yeah mm. yeah. Wow. yeah so is it your grandma a big part of your life yeah both my gra- both my grandma so my grandma in Greece um I didn't spend much time with her because she was living there um but I heard stories and I visited her and my dad was you know made sure that we had a really great relationship with her and she lived an incredible life you know she was born the year of the Titanic I always remembered that I always remembered that um you know two wars and she was an orphan and she raised four kids and and she was such a lovely lovely woman such an incredible like such strength you know and ran a ran a whole you know acre of you know land and while her husband was living in Athens um he had a tailor my grandfather had a tailor shop in Athens and she was in the village and my and so it was you know I've kind of got a bit of strength I think from her and her story it was really inspiring and then my grandma here my mom's mom um helped to raise us you know I remember all of us and all the cousins and my sister growing up with my grandparents and my grandma and she was a homemaker and just still like the strongest woman that I know and and I think the love of food and cooking and for my mom as well has been inspired by her like in the kitchen and everything she does by hand and the technique and 
and then in the end, you know, serving us this beautiful food. And she's the one that brings the family together through what she does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely the women in my family is, and my mum is just a real inspiration. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's something that I saw. You've got this incredible Instagram, yeah. which I want to ask you about <laughs> in a minute. But that's what I saw when I first started looking was the colour and the vibrancy and the love yeah. that is in what you create. And yeah. and it could be donuts, but it could be lots of other different mm. types of food, but yes. it's the love and the the ability to share with friends that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, really struck me. Yeah. So yeah. where did you start your sort of Instagram journey? Because you're a lawyer by day, right? Yeah. Like with Chanel, Department yep. of Justice, and, yep. and um, that's really interesting too, but this is a whole other kind of creative side. Yes. So where did the Instagram start? So the Instagram started when I started really thinking, wow, I think I want to do this a little bit more than maybe just, you know, once a fortnight in my kitchen at night. And the Instagram was a way um, for me of sharing my journey um, and also seeing if it, it, Instagram's a great forum to share and also to, because it's so visual, people can almost feel like they're experiencing it with you oh yeah i reckon i can taste your donuts yeah 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 yeah. people don't mean it's just like oh my god i can chomp into the phone i know i just saw chanel chomping on her phone (laughs) (laughs) something i would i post a photo and some people message me they're like stop it's 10 o'clock at night and i don't have access to these donuts and all i want is this donut and that's the thing um it's it's almost like i can bake for people and although they can't get it in the moment it's like they're sharing it with me Mm. and i love that about it i like I love that what I'm doing is even when I when I'm making them in my kitchen by myself I still feel and I post I still on Instagram um you know I feel like people are enjoying it in the moment with Mm, me and and it's a way for people to see my journey because I mean I'm inspired by what I see and the people around me Mm -hmm. um it's not just kind of out of the blue inspiration um I might be listening to a song or something and that inspires you know a post or to me to get into the kitchen or my friends have told me you know I love this flavor of something and I'm Mm. like oh let me just you know let me see what we can do in donut land (laughs) you know so that's awesome that's so fun yeah 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 Yeah, so I'm gonna rewind you so you're like okay I'm Cleo I'm gonna start an Instagram because I love making donuts for my friends (laughs) and I want to was it I want to start a business or was it just I just want to share what I'm making at the beginning I think it was I I just want to share and I actually we just want to see if people if it resonates with people you know, I didn't have any grand plans. I was, I had been baking for a while and bringing them um, into work um, just on a Friday or bringing anything into work. I don't think just I knew you back then because I, I don't, don't recall think just had this cookie jar at my desk <laughs> and every Friday I'd just, you know, stock it up with treats and stuff. And then um, I thought, oh, how about we just do it for a dollar, do- dollar coin donation? So it started as my baking and sharing with people other than my family was through a charitable type venture Mm. at work Um, and then I thought to myself oh you know I want to I really want to take this thing that I enjoy doing to the next level I don't know whether that's a business or just doing more charity work or just sharing it more with people Um, and there's this incredible bakery called Dolcetti's who I want to plug because she's just amazing Mm -hmm. um, in uh, just near the Vic market and she makes the most beautiful Italian sweets and on Sundays um, we'd get bombolone from um, this bakery and I thought one Sunday I'm like how about we try how about I you know I want to pick something and I've already done, you know, cupcakes in the nineties. Um, so how about I try and, you know, make donuts and just pick one thing, um, a simple recipe that everyone worldwide loves and um, just try experiment with it. And then I just spent, you know, maybe three or four months in the kitchen and just, just you know, perfecting it. I got a couple of people that I knew that worked in bakeries to teach me you know some techniques and I read a lot um and you know my sister and my housemates will tell you that our house was just 
filled with flour and the smell of donuts <laughs> and frying of donuts 24 7 three to four month period how many donuts do you reckon you made a lot a lot and i was sharing them a lot because obviously i can't have you know 20 donuts a day <laughs> <laughs> so every morning you know my sister and my housemates would walk through and i'm like i know that you've already had you know five serves of donuts this week but i've tried the recipe in a different way just take one one bite. Um, so at the beginning, it was like, this is amazing. Our house is always smelling of donuts. And then by like three months later, they're like, just one day off. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think anyone has said about donuts in history. No. Just yeah. one day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like credit to them for kind of helping me perfect, well, you know, what I think is a bit of is a yummy recipe. So, um, yeah, I think. And then and then the Instagram started once I had thought that I had a, you know, perfect had product. some, yeah, perfect mm. product or something that I really loved because um, mm-hmm. you if you're starting a business or doing anything um, bigger than just, you know, something like in the once a week or something, just a hobby, you kind of need, you will definitely need to love what it is. Like yeah. that's the number one prerequisite for me mm. um, in starting a business and a, any kind of venture is that you have to be totally in love and inspired by what you mm. do because it's effort, you know. So what is it about your donut <laughs> that makes it the perfect lovable recipe? Okay. I might have to use adjectives to describe it. Mm. It's fluffy. <laughs> it's light. Um, it's not too sweet. I think the sweetness for me is not about the taste. It's about the enjoyment of it, um, the sharing of it and the look of it. Um, it's For me, I wanted to create something that you could have, you know, in the morning with your coffee or at night as a little bit of a treat. I didn't want – I wasn't um, – I didn't find appealing the kind of gluttonous, sweet, um, glazed look of – Donuts, yeah, that kind of thing. I just for me, and you know, most of the population might love that kind of stuff. But for me, it was just, and it and it goes with the Italian tradition of bombolone, which is um, a lighter recipe, and it's sweetened by the filling. So for me, I've got this basic recipe that I never change. For me, I've it's it's um, the filling and the experimenting with it, which which brings the kind of special mm. element to it um and yeah so i it's just really f- made of love and filled with love like yeah, i really yeah beautiful. they're all handmade um every single one so you know sometimes at markets i'll have 300 donuts sitting there and i've made them all in the morning one by one um and how long would that take you to do on average 300 300 so it's a lot of preparation mm-hmm. and credit to my amazing mother for mm-hmm. helping me with this as well um yeah so it's a few days it's it's obviously you know um getting everything ready into the kitchen um it's the night before or the day before it's preparing the dough so i make the dough by hand it rises knock knock it back um roll it out um so it's a it's the for a big market of around 300 it's definitely a couple of days of full prep beforehand and then because they have to be warm and fresh and fluffy in the morning um it's the only way you can really serve them. It's an early wake-up call for mm. a market. Okay. What time? How early? Oh, I've uh, for a big one, it can be around four thirty-ish. That's off to yeah. you, my to dear. Get there. And, so is yeah. that, and then do you fry them up? Yeah, on the on site or no beforehand. At, beforehand, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I get there, they're all just little pockets of fluffy love, and then <laughs> I. <laughs> And then I fill them. So I take all my fillings with me um, and we uh, we fill them on the spot. So depending on what people want. Um, And does someone come and help you at the market? My mother. (laughs) She's She's awesome. She's my favorite. She's so great. She loves, um, she loves this. We're both, Mm. you know, she's the Bombolina. She's the real Bombolina queen. (laughs) You can be queen. She's like the matriarch. She's like the queen mother. She is. Yeah. She's so great. And she loves it as well and you can really see it at market so and she you know when people say oh you know who made all these she says my daughter and she's so humble about it but I couldn't do it without her so yeah yeah. um yeah so mum comes along and it's been great because it's been something I can share with my friends and they're really excited and they come along too um my sister
sister comes along she helps me heaps as well she's an amazing support for me so she's them you know one or two of my friends will come along and they love it people say you're gonna be at, like my friend last week said you're gonna be at a market soon I might come and help you know it looks yeah. like fun and that's probably up there with the best parts of what I'm doing which is I can enjoy it with people and it's mm-hmm. something that you know it's an experience for my friends and family it's a as communal well. it's community it is, it's, it's that community that's what food really it's the, does, it yeah. is. It right? is. It's the people who are buying. It's the people who are involved in producing it. It's the people that I buy ingredients from mm-hmm. who stock them in cafes um, or, you know, catering clients. So it's, yeah, it is about, it's about people in the end coming together and sharing mm. it. Yeah. And do you have some loyal customers that come to the same markets? I do. Yeah. I do. I had this one guy who came a couple of months ago and he's like, I've been following your Instagram for so long and he's like finally I found that you're in a market near my area and he's like I came and he bought a whole box and some people and I also have a system where you can pre-order as well Mm -hmm. so people pre-order for the market and come and pick it up for their events and um, it's been really great I had this charity event that I run hopefully we can talk about it a bit later and um, you know a lot of my customers came to that and so they're involved I feel like they're involved in this more than just ordering and and eating they're involved mm. in the community part mm. of it as well mm. and um, I always say like you know I call it kind of bombolina land and my bombolina <laughs> and my bombolina groupies <laughs> and, it, and it's gone from you know like my mum my sister my family and a few friends to this to actually people who I've never met that I know through Instagram and, and through email and mm. then when I meet them it's like I know them it's like they're part of my family you know <gasps> um, they, you know gorgeous. they come and give me this lady came and give me a big hug and we had this half an hour convo it's like I know her for years <laughs> you know like, <laughs> so, who would have thought donuts yeah. can just you know like create a family yeah it's, and it's, it's interesting actually you say that that you've got this whole community around you because when you when you go and look at your Instagram, which is beautiful, so whoever is listening, go into the go into the Holly Bumbelina, Holly Bumbelina. Yeah. Instagram. Mm. It's beautiful just Thank to see. You. So this morning, I have to admit, like a true millennial, my husband and I stalked you <laughs> or your Instagram account, Great. and we we couldn't find a picture of you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, he was just flicking through it, and he's like, "Is that her? Is yeah. that her? Is that her?" <laughs> Is that guy her? And I'm yeah, like, no, yeah. none of these pictures are her. So I guess my question is, um, is that a deliberate thing to maintain your, like... Anonymity. An- anonymity? Anonymity. Anonymity. I think it would probably be a combination of being a little bit camera shy. And my mum mm-hmm. can tell you um, she's like, Constantly trying to take a photo of me. That's okay. You should have seen us when we took photos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. so bad. That was a 40-degree day, though, and Chanel ended up passing out in the studio. That is a yeah. story for another day. I think we need to get more photos, though, because all, all our hair is, like, super, like, lank and terrible because yeah. it was, like, 45 degrees. Oh. Anywho, continue. Mm. So you're very camera shy. A yeah. little bit camera shy, but also when there's the opportunity to take a photo while I'm cooking or selling, I'm, I'm like, in an apron and my hair's got, like, you know, flour in it. And I'm like, this is not a photo shoot this is this is not a a great representation of me right now so it's kind of in the moment camera shy and maybe Mm -hmm. not appropriate photo but um it's also I just I like the donuts to speak for what it is yeah um and Mm. every now and then I'll you know I'll try get a photo of myself if if it's a really proud moment or if um you know my mum secretly takes a photo and then somehow (laughs) gets it up there um but yeah for me it's just really about the donuts and I think the taglines or what I say um is my personality shining through and and my Mm. feelings and emotions at the time like I don't often have a post that's really kind of strict strategic like you know come here and and, you know I'll be here or a promotion type post it's it's more like in the moment what does this mean to me how am I Mm. feeling share it with me or tell me how you're feeling type posts and that's my personality Mm. shining through Mm. um and I I really like to spam my Instagram just with the bombolinas. Yeah, yeah. they so, are beautiful. You said to me before they're like your little babies. Oh, they and are. you can tell. Yeah. What are your favourite flavours of babies? If you can choose between them, because I know that's a bit <laughs> oh, controversial. That's really hard. Um, I would have to say I'd go a classic. Like I love a jam donut. I love, Who doesn't? Love a raspberry mm. jam donut in the morning. It's just, oh, 
And I make, for a more decadent choice, it's a salted creme caramel. Oh, beautiful. So it's kind of inspired by Italian recipes. I use mascarpone and and I do like a dolce de leche um, filling as well. And it's just really, you know, using liqueur and it's just really decadent. Mm. Um, So that's when people say, what do I want? I'm like, go the classic or go the real decadent. Um, So, yeah, they're my two favorites. Right. Although the lemon curd people are like it's the lemon. <gasps> oh, that's lemon. me. I love See, that's, lemon dessert. I love, yeah, yeah, and nothing yeah, yeah. too sweet. I'm not a big sweet sweet person yeah, like yeah. That the lemon of. curds yeah I do it I make huge like liters liters and liters of lemon curd um and yeah it's just you can just it's it's tastes like you're eating like a lemon tree it's just I know it's beautiful How people beautiful. love it oh yeah delightful yeah it's really nice yeah so I want to talk to you about the grit and grind of this kind of work too yeah. because running any business it's there's so much joy but there's also an mm. element where this is hard work yeah. what's the stuff that's really hard work in what you do um i think this it's yeah so it's it's as much as i love it it's pretty heavy it's heavy going labor like it's labor work you know mm. so it's carrying around you know 10 kilos of flour bags of flour and kneading dough and i think for me it's a it's probably a combination of um being in the kitchen like let's say you I've got a market for that I'm making 300 or so it's it's long hours in the kitchen and not having you know a whole setup like a restaurant setup or a space setup it's it's a small setup for a lot for a big kind of production it's just me and it's usually and it's usually mum as well so that can be a bit tiring and then the early mornings but I the, there's something about the early mornings that I kind of love like I'd like I like getting up and and it all being quiet and knowing that everyone's kind of sleeping and and you know people who are coming to the markets like oh you know I'm preparing for them to come and have a bit of brekkie and the sun goes up and it's just it's actually quite it's inspiring in that moment um although I'm a little bit I'm yawning here and there put some nice music on the sun rises and I'm rolling out dough and it feels really therapeutic it feels like a tradition while I'm doing it so there's there's times where I'm like this is kind of hard but when you really love it, um, you somehow push through more than mm. when something's hard and you don't. Really you must feel so it. accomplished at six o'clock in the morning when the rest of us yeah. are still like <laughs> just waking up. If we are waking up yeah. at all, yeah, yeah. I I think you're you're kind of on a roll from mm. the days before um, mm. and thinking about it a lot and preparing, um, and then you're in the car and you, you're on the way to the market and you already feel like you've done everything, you know, but then awesome. showing, you know, you're like, oh, it's done. And then you're like, hang on, I actually, I've got to go to the market. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you get there and and I think with me, when I get there, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm a bit tired and it's a bit, you know, it's full on. Um, and then you see people coming and buying and looking and smiling and that just gives you this. It gives me, you know, an incredible energy to just push through. And then you go, "This is what it. This is what all that prep is for." Mm. And those moments of, I don't know if I can do it, and maybe I should get someone else to go to the market. And you're like, "No, like this is." Sometimes the best things are the hardest. Yeah. Um, and and that's would you? How I feel, and would yeah. you say? Because um, you were saying, you know, it's sometimes you feel like I don't know whether I can do this. Has there yeah. ever been? What do you think has been your biggest learning on this journey so far? Is there any kind of, not necessarily a mistake, but mm. a thing you kind of look back and go, that's how I that's how I learnt more resilience or I learnt more efficiency or I learnt... Yeah, I think for me looking back, and, it, and it's interesting, it's, only, it's been about two and a bit years that I've been mm-hmm. doing this and it's mm-hmm. only really now that I'm really re- taking some time to reflect on it and mm-hmm. see what worked and what, what didn't really work, what was hard. Um, and that's been a really good chance to kind of reassess. And I think for me, looking back, it's um, not having to do everything, you know, not having to say yes to everything or take up every opportunity or mm-hmm. do it to its nth degree. You know, if, if I, you know, maybe I'm a bit of an all or nothing person. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I'm going to do markets, I'm going to do it every week. You yeah. know, if I'm going to stock at cafes, I'm going to stock at 10 cafes and try and, you know, I have to do all of it at once. And at one stage I was doing it all at once. And I don't really, I don't regret that because it opened up a lot of doors and, and at the beginning of a business, it's the always the hardest time because yeah. it's, it's literally trial and error. I've never run a business. My 
don't come from a family of business owners. So for me, it was clean slate. It was just, you know, learning. learning, Make it up as you go along. Make it up. Make it up and ask people and see and learn. Um, So it was trial and error. So I had to literally trial everything and make errors. So now looking back, um, I think I've kind of gone back to my roots, which is this for me is is a hobby business. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love my work that I do um, Monday to Friday. Um, I'm really inspired by that. It actually gives me the opportunity to do this as a hobby as well. Um, And so it's my mantra now is, is I love it, I want to keep the love, and I want to do it when I want to do it with the people I want to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before it kind of turned into, or, you know, maybe last year it turned more into um, should I be doing this full time? And if and the, and then the pressure started to rise a yep. little bit. Um, but it, I, I don't think I actually have any regrets. It all got me to this point. Um, mm. But the difficult part of it was when I thought I had to do everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it a hard choice to go, actually, I don't want this to be my full-time job. I want it to be my love and side hustle. Mm, I think I think it was. I think um, at one point the momentum had really built, which is so incredible and I'm so grateful to everyone that helped me get to that point. And I thought, well, if it's building and it's there, what a, what a shame to not make it into a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realised that, because I, 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 I wasn't ready to give up my full-time work. and I, I st- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Studied for a really long time. I was pas- I'm passionate about the work that I do at mm. Justice. And I felt like I would actually be giving something up by going full-time. And... I think sometimes when you do something full time, you you lose the, a little bit of the love for it because of that pressure mm-hmm. and because of the, you know, having to make it. It has to be something really great, mm, and you have doing to it full scale time. up. It you couldn't have just to scale be up. you. Yeah, at four in the morning, it might yes. have to be ten, twenty staff in a professional kitchen. Exactly, and that comes with a whole scaling up. Comes with more opportunity, but it comes with a whole lot of pressures. Yeah, of course. Um, and you know, at work, when I've spent a week at work at my desk, I'm ready to get into the kitchen and do what I love. And then it, if I've got a market or or another big order. Um, it's it's a bit of a tiring weekend and then I'm ready to go back to work. So for me, it's a really good balance. It's They, they work as outlets for each other mm-hmm. for me. So yeah. at the moment, I can't speak for in years' time. I I think for me right now, I love having both, uh, having, you know, two lives almost. Mm. I love the side hustle idea. I think a lot of people are doing the side hustle. They're not necessarily giving up what they do day to day. We're big proponents of the side hustle. Yeah, yeah the side hustle mm. is great. It's like a little bit more than just a hobby. It's mm. like taking it just to the next level, but not too much that you lose the passion and the love and it being a relaxing thing for you and yeah. something that, something that you know, you can grow from as well. Mm. So it feeds your soul and it feeds my soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I ta- sometimes I take a break from it strategically to reflect and and just relax a little bit. And after you know after a month or a few weeks, I'm I'm ready to go again. I'm like some something's missing. I wonder what that thing is that's missing. That yeah. that tiny little void. And I'm like, oh maybe it's maybe I'll fill it up with some sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we need that. Do we need to get back in the kitchen, clear? Yeah. Let's yeah. get back in the kitchen. And then I do. And it's like yeah, that's it. That fills that that, that little need. thing that need yeah 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah. i've you know always think that humans are designed to be creative and, yes, and yeah. making whatever it is that we're mm-hmm. making but when we're not making i think we're missing something i think so yeah, yeah but putting that pressure on on that one thing to be your full-time amazing job mm-hmm. often i think then stops people from making it all like mm-hmm. if they're not going to be the best figure skater mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. yeah. then they just won't figure skate yes whereas yeah. 
that I love that you've got you found that sweet spot. Yeah, literally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, and yeah. and when you scale up, sometimes you have to. You might need to get people to get in the kitchen, and you do another part of the business. And for me, just that it, it wouldn't be the same. For me, I I want to be the one there in the kitchen. I want to be at the markets, meeting people. Want to be sharing it. I want to be hands on. Um, I want to be part of everything. And if it's your full time thing, you can't be part of everything. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm. And I like that it's a bit smaller, it's a bit more boutique, so I can it, I can enjoy all parts of it and yeah. learn all parts of it as well. Mm, yeah. So fantastic. I, I have a, a more of a serious question now yep. rather than yep. the creative sweet stuff. Yep. Um, what advice would you give people who are small business owners who are running something like this? Because um, in your day job, mm-hmm. you actually look at this side of things too, don't yeah. you? What, what do you do as part of being part of the Department of Justice? So I work for Consumer Affairs Victoria. Um, I'm a strategic advisor for, for Consumer Affairs. So we're um, we're a regulator of you know all different consumer products and goods and services. So I look at things that work from um, more of a regulation side, um, how we can you know support consumers and support businesses, while all also, you know, we're also a compliance monitor as well. And that really has, for me, um, I've only just entered this role, but it's it's com- it's complementing my, my business and the business complements mm. my role as well at CAV because I kind of can see both sides of the story mm. and how one can help the other. So how can they help the other? I think for me it's through information, education, support, Um Information, I think, is is the key to knowing how to begin a business. So there's like the regulation regulation side of starting a business. So knowing your rights and obligations. Um, you know, if you're starting a food business, there's a lot that comes with that. Um, you've got to get registered. Um, you've got to follow certain procedures and guidelines, and that's really serious stuff. Um, and there's also, you know, how do I market it? Well, you know, learning about business models um, and CAV really supports small businesses in doing that. So it's through their website, it's through their um, um, call centre, um, emails online. So, yeah, for me, starting from scratch, it was really helpful to have some portals and um, some resources out there that could help me, you know, whether I ended up using them or not, there's a wealth of information out there, which is really, really important to make sure that there's compliance and that businesses can grow. You know, some people are doing this full time and it's really hard um, mm. to know wh- where to start. Yeah, yeah well, it's your yeah. livelihood, isn't it? It for is, some yeah. People, for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it certainly is for me, actually. Now we yeah. are, we run Planet Broadcasting, but it took a long time to move from a side hustle to our full-time gig. Yeah. What advice would you give around marketing? Because you are a little bit of a genius mm, with the marketing. Of absolutely. It. Definitely. That's nice. I think for me, it's really being yourself. So for me, when I started my Instagram page, I it was, for me it was showing the journey, showing how I um, was exploring things and, you know, asking people out there questions. So I wanted people to get to know me through my marketing. Um, my first post on Instagram is the first batch of bombolone I ever made um, when I was living in Carlton. And it's just this blurry picture at night. It must have been in a foggy room or something. You can barely even see it, but it's the first. I think it was like a, they were a tiramisu flavor or something. Um, and then the second post is when I um, – went and picked up this incredible um, four-kilogram mixer that's 100 kilos and it's, you know, made in the 40s or something. Um, and I went and picked it up from this uh, um, deli owner turned vegan um, who bought a deli. He, I, I travelled about three hours out of Melbourne. Um, this, um, this guy had bought a deli and all this equipment to make sausages and salumi <laughs> and all this amazing stuff. And then he met this vegan lady. They got married and she converted him to veganism. And oh he's, he shut down the deli because he's like, I can't be a vegan and own a <laughs> and, deli. Yeah, and make so sausages. And make sausages. Yeah. So he's like, I need to sell all my equipment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I went and picked it up and and so that was my second post and that was like, you know, sweet times ahead and it all kind of started from there and, and it's just progressed into, um, yeah, like very a very colourful, very loving um, and posts that I think people can connect with. Mm. So it's about making sure that you're being yourself 
Do you take all the photos or most of the photos? Uh, yeah, I take yeah. all we, the photos. Do you have a professional camera or do you use it's your a com- It's a combination. So I actually, before I started this creative venture, I bought a camera thinking because I was, I was on the lookout for a hobby. Um, to get serious about a hobby. And I thought, photography, like everyone tries photography. <laughs> it's like the done thing when you're looking for a hobby. Yeah. So I went and bought this really great camera um, and I didn't and I didn't really use it that much. Anyway, so for me, and then I started using it with um, Bombolina. So I actually got to combine, you know, a, a little love for photography um, with my real, real love. So it's a, it's it's in the moments shots. Like I love when I've just made something and I just, to quickly take a photo and post it. It's how I'm feeling in the moment. It's really, really real. I don't like things to be too staged. Mm-hmm. I think you can tell when something's been staged and photoshopped and I wouldn't have a clue about like mm. lighting and photoshopping and all that kind of thing. And I think at the beginning I was a little bit paranoid or a little bit insecure that I looked a bit amateur. And when I was asking people, I'm like, oh, do you think I need to, you know, like polish it up, polish it up and lift it to a level of some of, you know, some of the other things that are out there. And they're like, you know what? No, like, yeah, be individual, Um, be who you are. If you just want to take a photo Mm. and and it's more than just, you know, how how kind of great the photo and the elements of it are. It's about what it represents and and how you connect with people. So I think that's part of the appeal of your Instagram page is that it's not so polished. Like it's it's beautiful to look at, but it's not so aesthetic that you feel like you can't connect with the person exactly. behind the donut. So exactly. you've done a very good yeah. job. Mm. At- Thanks. And I also want want to show people that, you know, anyone can do this, um, no matter what your hobby is or what, what inspires you or what your loves are in life. Um, anyone, like I'm, you know, just a, a lawyer working in the city, corporate job, um, just like anyone else. Um, it's difficult there's a lot involved in it, um, but anyone, you can start from scratch. You can start from nothing, just a love of something. And hopefully the Instagram shows that. It's mm. it's just me on this journey. Um, and I th- from, from what I can tell, that's probably up there with the reasons why people have connected mm. with me and what I do, um, is that it, it brings it, you know, it's people themselves feel like, oh, maybe if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Um, well, I hope so at least. Yeah. Because yeah. well, it's yeah. joy and curiosity. Yeah. I think yeah. when you're a maker, you kind of, you're going on this journey and you don't know where you're going. Yeah. But if you're carrying curiosity and joy with you yeah. to just explore and rather than being like, I will in a year be the world's most famous donut yeah. maker. <laughs> Instead, if it's just, I yeah. if I could do that. And yeah. I wonder, maybe I'll go get that really amazing mixer mm. from that guy yeah. really far yeah. away. Or then maybe I'll experiment with this and, and flavours. And, yeah. and that's what's so wonderful. I think that's what our podcast is all about, mm. really, is yeah. it, it, exploring that idea that if you just start something mm-hmm. and then you keep making it, yeah. then, you're, then you're on your way. Exactly. You know? And sharing it with people. I've been really fortunate to have not just family and friends, but other small businesses um, you know, publications, promoters who have who have come along for the ride and helped me out. So when I first started, I thought, you know, maybe a cafe might like to stock these, you know. So I went around to my locals and just gave them samples and said, like, I've just started a small business. I make donuts. It's what I do. You know, here's a box for you and your team. Um, let me know if you like them. And you know, I got a really great response. And I think it was um, people want to speak people in small business because they understand how difficult it is mm. to start out um, and to get a bit of exposure. They want to help other small businesses. It's there's like an inherent mentoring amongst small businesses, and that really surprised me. I thought it would be quite a competitive industry, people out there on their own, you know, doing it tough and hoping that, you know, they'll get a bit of support along the way. I don't think that I came across anyone like that, really. I think most people were, this is really great, and somehow we can help you or at least give you some advice or something. Um, Mm. So the support of business... Businesses supporting each other is really core to to um, the success of it all and mm. the success of my small business as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so hopefully now that I've got a bit of 
knowledge and, and traction and a little bit of experience I can do that as well you know one of my friends he's starting a little vegan business and it was great to talk to him about it and yeah that's that's for me another inspiring part of it as well mm. yeah yeah and um just taking a sidestep now to um the kinds of things you want to bake for so you say yeah. you make for markets you make for friends you might make for special events yeah and you also part of your business is also a, like a charity component to that so I was just wondering so when was the first so the first time you said you used to have a gold coin donation at yeah. work yeah. what was the first sort of proper charity type event thing that you hosted when was that so yeah so it started at work with just gold coin donations and we were raising funds for different organizations the asylum seeker resource center Mm -hmm. um, melbourne city mission and at justice we're an advocate and ambassador for white ribbon Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time i was working um, in family violence policy and legislation Um, so that that area was really close to my heart and my work so i helped out um, with promotion of White Ribbon Day, so we did um, we did a big two big donut drives. Um, I think I sold around five hundred and fifty donuts wow, on the day across Justice and yeah. other departments, um, and it was huge. We raised you know about two thousand dollars or something, and a lot of it's not just raising funds; it's raising awareness as well mm. through donuts, I guess. Yeah, um, and that seeing seeing how much support I got through work um, for that inspired me to take it. Um, take it to another level and do it do it in a public public way Mm -hmm. so not just at work so the first um, event that I did was in June Um, so it's all called sweet charity and it started at work with just an email saying you know sweet charity Fridays um, so we had we had Holly Bombolina hosted first sweet charity event at Kino Cinemas in July, end of June, sorry, this year, um, in support of Wire, so Women's Information um, Resource Centre, and they are uh, the the only um, free referral and information service in. Um, Victoria for women on any issue, any woman, any issue. Um, And they've really inspired me and they do incredible work in the community and also um, with government as well. Um, So we had a night of Prosecco, Bombolinas. We um, had a a screening of Lady Bird, which is this incredible independent film, coming of age story, um, young woman and her family. Um, And we raised, on the night we sold 200 tickets and we raised over $4,500. Oh, wire. that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was it was really amazing. It was so wonderful to see friends, family, people I, I've never met before, even people walking past Kino and going, well, what are all those donuts doing in there? <laughs> What's going on down there? You know, that's, that's, that looks like fun. And coming and buying a ticket, we sold out. Um, so, yeah, it was such a success and such a warm feeling afterwards. We had a raffle as well. Um, we had 15 um, donators, um, things from coffee machines to wine and, and jewellery and um, all these people that I've met along the way. I contacted them and I said, you know, people, other st- um creatives at markets that I've met and cafes that I'd stock to and and publications Urban List and and you know City Lane and a whole host of publications got on board um, and contributed in their own way um, and we came up with something really special for some really special women that are doing a lot for us in the community so I um, it was my first event and definitely seeing the success of it, not my last at mm. all. Um, so I'm hoping that yearly, at the very least, um, I can do something. So I, I'm, I'm not sure yet, but it's, it's like what I was saying before. I've kind of gone back to my roots. Mm-hmm. I think the sweet charity component of it for me is it inspires it. It's... I've got I've kind of got my day job and I really enjoy it and if you've got a skill or a love for something and and you can use it for a greater good um you know um why not why not do that um Mm. so every now and then I try and kind of inject a bit of a charitable um charitable side to whatever I'm doing Mm. um and that makes it for me really fulfilling really rewarding there's an extra energy that comes with it Mm. um and I think that resonates with people as well um they people out there want to want to help 
like they want to get involved in things they they might just not have the channel or the outlet to do it Mm -hmm. and if you're like buy this box of donuts that you'd love anyway and you'd buy anyway and you're contributing to something really great Mm. and you're like why not I'm gonna do this yeah Um, because love builds on love right that's what we do at Fun Broadcasting it's the same thing we do a charity event every year or a campaign and it is it's that love builds on love and yeah. if you and if you've got people who are loving what you do already yeah. and us people want to be able to share that yeah but they are often are bombarded with so many outlets you just don't know where to begin exactly. with donating or contributing back so yeah. that's incredible I love yeah. that theme I hear through this whole interview this theme of strong women and so women mm. supporting women I think definitely through the work that you do, which is so incredible, yeah, and more and needed the sisterhood, oh, right? Yes. We just got to get out there, exactly, yeah. and do yeah. more. Of these, start more businesses, do more side hustles, and support each other to do it because I think. Um, this is a big generalization, but often women bring that added component of that real love for bringing keep people together, but also doing good. I think with so. What we do as yeah. well. We're great communicators. There's been mm. lots of studies out there that say <laughs> this, yeah. that say, you know, we, we have this innate ability to bring people together and to, to be diplomatic and to be great communicators. And I think we have a responsibility and I've, I've been fortunate at work and at home and around, within my friendship group to be supported by really strong and 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 um, supportive women. And that gives me the confidence to do what I want to do. Sometimes it's just a conversation. Um, it's, it's a lending hand. It's an inspiring statement from another mm. woman. Or it's just seeing another woman doing her thing, yeah. you know, hustling. Yeah, um, yeah get out there, hustle. Yeah. Hustle. hustle and, you yeah. know, and then her saying to you, you know, come on, it's, you can do it. It's not that it's not that hard. You can do it. Um, and I'll be there yeah. for you and I'll be there to support you and, you know, mentor you or whatever. Um, and that's all sometimes you need. You just need a bit of courage from someone else mm, yeah, to, to allay the fears. Because there's this quote that's always stuck in my head that fear is like going through your life with a hand with the handbrake on. And I always think about that, you know, it slows you down a little bit. It stops you from doing things. So if we can, as women, help to break down that fear and give each other confidence and, and create a community around each other, um, we, we can do great. We're already doing great things. We are. Yeah. We yeah. can do more. We can do yes. more great More things. wonderful things. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And that's amazing advice, that idea of that letting go of the fear yeah and it's and it's okay to fall and fail too yes I think for me um you know yeah the idea of failing is really scary um it's like you want to go you want to get from a to z and it all be perfect yeah and and you and maybe maybe I won't go down that path because it might not work um but I'm slowly it's still I'm still learning how to do it but um, I'm slowly trying to see that even a failure, it's not, it's not even a failure. It's like, a, it's like a learning yeah. experience, you know, mm. um, it didn't really work. Well, at least I know now that, you know, I wouldn't have known that it doesn't work if I hadn't done it, if yeah. I hadn't tried. Mm. Um, so that road didn't really work. Maybe next time I'll go down mm. um, the other road. So in the words of Oprah, there's no mistakes. <laughs> where she just yells it for like 10 minutes. She's like, there's no mistake. There isn't any mistake. It's all learning. Because I think that is so true because for me, I've always struggled with starting something creative because of that feeling. I I try it once and I'm shit at it. And then I go, "Uh, well, I'm destined not to do it. And it's obviously not the right thing. Whereas I'm sure your first batch of donuts were nowhere near the incredible little bundles of joy that you have Mm, now, right? Exactly. It's Mm. all a work in progress. It's all part of the journey. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and you speaking to the to the fear is my so so unlike Claire, yeah. I don't want to start anything unless yeah. I think it's going to be perfect. Yeah. So it'll yeah, just prevent yeah. me from moving forward in yeah. any way. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is something about letting go of that fear, just or at least just accepting yeah. that it's there, coming along yeah. the ride with you and. It just has to manage exactly. like the rest yeah. of you. It's, yeah. You just say, hi, how you going? Hey, Fia, I've seen you before. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you, you like a donut? Would <laughs> you like a donut? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sweeter than you, yeah. Fia. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in the passenger seat. I'm in the driving seat. You can come along for the ride, but just don't talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Liz Gilbert says, actually, all the time. She said, just yeah. be like, hey, Fia, it's cool. I know you're there. Yeah. I love you. I love your Fia. Yeah. But we're, I'm here. I'm yeah. driving the seat. It's happening. Yeah. 
yeah. you're not taking over. <laughs> exactly. And fear sometimes there for a reason. Yeah. It's there to stop us from doing something really crazy. Mm-hmm. But if we if we don't kind of contain it and take hold of it, it'll take hold of us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just about, like, quietening, quietening the voice mm-hmm. and just going along for the ride and accepting that there'll be challenges. And the challenge is just, you know, another cliche, but it's true. We'll just make you stronger mm-hmm. and you'll just learn from it. You're a wise um, You are. Look at all this. It's yeah. all the Oprah. Yeah. Seriously, it's Oprah. Oh, my God. And like, well, isn't she yeah. the biggest influence? Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm, she is. Because yes. also with what struck me too is that you are living a life that is holistic rather than – because sometimes if you go balls to the wall with one thing and you throw all your eggs in one basket mm. and then your life is not no longer enjoyable mm. at all on any level because you've given sort of too much of yourself to one thing, mm-hmm. like you work – crazy crazy hours and then in a job or whatever it is that you're doing and and I think it's so important to try and find that spot that sweet spot in our life where we are working really hard Mm. and and you know blood sweat and tears but also moments of joy yeah and if we don't that's where mental health and anxiety and depression and I think can come in Mm. does that make sense Mm. yeah definitely Yeah. yeah I think um, work is really important. It gives you a whole set of skills. Um, you create networks and connections, and it's and you know being a professional for me and Chanel would know as well. It, it's a great feeling. Like it's mm. a great feeling to in a in a, in a working in government to be able to contribute in that way. Um, but also like life is really important, and family and friends and love is really important. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what you, that's what you're left with. Yeah. Um, so really that it's finding that balance in the end and I'm lucky to have created for myself a small business that gives me that as well it's not just another stressor it's it's the thing that brings all that out for all those special things out for me and nurtures Mm. it and and inspires it yeah yeah Mm. so it's all about balance as well I think Mm. I love that because some people say balance is bullshit but I don't think so I I mean I think the opposite yeah Yeah. I think balance is just your priorities are just constantly shifting aren't they and yeah figuring out when you need to prioritize one thing over the other at a certain time, yeah. just in fill your, life, your up, life. Fill your life up with all different things. Mm. The, you know, the serious and maybe the little bit of stressful, but then also the fun and the lightness and the people as well. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. Living a holistic life is probably, as you said, it's it's kind of the goal. Um, having you having you you know. You put in the water in in all different waters mm. is great, um, mm. and using them using them as outlets. You know, when work gets a bit stressful, have something else um, mm. to go to and and learn different things and educate yourself. So, um, yeah, no, definitely my mantra um, at the moment is um, you know is try all different things, get as many interests as you know as you can, um, and just have fun with it. Really? Yeah, have a yeah. bit of fun. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Eat a couple of donuts. Mm-hmm. Eat some donuts delicious. and have some fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So where can we find you? Where can we buy mm. your delicious donuts yeah. next? What are you doing next? So what's coming up? So um, www.hollybombolina.com is my website. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can order um, – you can send me an order, like an order form through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got the catering side through my website. And my Instagram shows where I'll be up next. So I've got a market coming up the Melbourne Mama's Market on Sunday the 26th oh, at Kensington Town Hall. I love this market. It's a clothes... It all mamas? Well, it's a, it's a baby... <laughs> it's a baby's clothing market. Oh, um, so it's basically me at the front of Kensington Town Hall with a heap of mamas and bubbers. Um, and so I'll be there from 10 till 2. Um, I think it's, it's run every few months, so I'm usually there. Um, and then after that, I've got a very special collaboration um, with coming up with Padre Coffee. Um, oh, yeah. Nice so we're in the... We're talking at the moment and we're in the works of coming up with something really fun and great. So for a couple of weekends, the end of September, um, my Instagram will kind of, you know, show all the details soon um, and we'll – 
we'll, we'll, um, we'll start posting about that. But um, it's going to be another a bit of a sweet charity component to it as well. So I'm currently in the kitchen mixing up flavours. Coffee's brewing. Oh, People nice. are getting excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Padre is um, – they are some of my favourite people to work with. They were my first cafe that took me on when I was just a little bombolina. <laughs> <laughs> and they um, donated a lot to the Sweet Charity event in June. Um, they're always there to lend a helping hand, a great community, and they support lots of local causes. So they've got on board again with me um, and, and helped out in the way that they know better. Yes, which is through coffee brewing, another thing that brings all Melburnians um, such oh, joy. Man. And sanity. And Let's sanity, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They get Completely. us through the day. Um, so more details to come on that in September. Um, but, yeah, come down to the market on the 26th at Kensington Town Hall Funny. and I'll be there with mm. some bombolinas. Yay, delicious. Yeah, thank wonderful. you so much, Chloe. What a joy. Oh, thank Ugh. you for having me. No Just you've been smiling the entire time. It's oh my quite God. infectious. Yeah, I can no, it's it. beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, like you love something. I know yeah. I'm just going to eat all the donuts yeah, and make all the things I and know. not be scared and just watch Oprah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. My that's life is it. made. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Thanks, lovely wise lady. And <laughs> thank, thank you. Me too. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thank thank Chanel and Claire. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Go eat some donuts. Much love. Yeah. Bye. 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 You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with me, your host, Claire Tonti, and the wonderful Chanel Luchev. And today, Cleo Karama from Holy Bombolina. You can find her on Instagram at Holy Bombolina or at her website at holybombolina.com where you can place orders for her delicious bombolina made right here in Melbourne. For more from us, you can go to the Planet Broadcasting website, planetbroadcasting.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Claire Tonti or Chanel Luchev at Bend Yoga Melbourne. We also have lots of other podcasts just like this show. So if you could subscribe for more interviews from Just Make the Thing in iTunes and rate and review us if you could, we would love you to do that. Give us a five star. That way we can be discovered and share us around. Share the love. If you've got someone in your life that you think might benefit from this show, share this episode. We would love you to do it. Okay, you can also donate to our charity campaign for Care Australia this year via our website in the outreach section or follow the link in the show notes below. Okay, that's it from me. Um, Have a great week. Keep on making. Go eat some donuts um, and find the joy. Okay, till next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.